for those looking to change the world through education. Each week we bring you a new idea, however big and bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now here's your host and my dad, Ryan Scott. Hello to my Big Ed Idea podcast listeners. Welcome back to episode number 21. Um, And I was just affectionately talking with my guest for today um, about how cool it is that I've got to episode 21. I have actually beat um, the average by three times um, because as you know, or you may not know, the average podcast only lasts seven episodes. And since we're at 21, Seven times three is 21 for all you math geniuses. So that means we are three times as awesome as some of the other folks. Um, So tonight I'm super excited. Number one, I'm super excited to have a young lady that I could pronounce her last name correctly. Um, But number two, I'm super excited because she is the second teacher, um, second educator, second world changer that I've had from a place that I really think is like like Eden of the education world. the young lady I have tonight um, has been a math teacher at the Hershey Milton School for the last four years um, at the high school level. But prior to that, she she was in regular ed for, for another four years. So in total, she has been an educator for the last eight years, four of which has been at the Hershey Milton School, um, which if you have not listened to some of my episodes Um, The great and powerful David Knott was my very first guest on this whole, um, I guess, podcast journey. And he is a music teacher from the Hilton, uh, or excuse me, the Milton Hershey School. So I'll let my young lady explain a little bit more about herself and a little bit more um, about the school itself. Um, But the last thing I want to say about her, she is a mold program advisor. Um, and that has nothing to do about single-celled organisms. I will let her explain what that means. Um, but that, but without further ado, um, I would like to welcome Olivia Wiedemann. Olivia, welcome. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me today. Hey, yeah, no so problem. just happy to be here. It's I actually listened to the the first podcast episode because I wanted to see what this is like. Um, get an idea of what the podcast idea was and um yeah it, it was pretty cool just to hear about different ideas in education that you're passionate about and other people are, are looking to spread to other teachers so i take it as a positive that you actually listened to the episode and then agreed to be on the the um podcast so that means you know you you must have a, a couple positives um about this whole thing so i just want to say uh, thank you yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and um, so first, before we get going, I want to make sure I correct myself. I'm not exactly sure what I said, but it, but you are and you do work at the Milton Hershey School, um, which I know is in Erie. Is that right? Or Hershey? No, that's in Hershey, it's, it's, Pennsylvania. It's in Hershey. <laughs> yep, so Hershey, could you could you let our listeners know in case they didn't listen to episode one? Uh, kind of like a quick rundown of what uh, the Milton Hershey School is, what it stands for um kind of all that stuff definitely absolutely so the Milton Hershey school uh was the school founded by Milton Hershey and most people don't know who Milton Hershey is but he is the founder of Hershey's chocolate so whenever you buy a Hershey's chocolate bar flip over to the back and you'll see a little logo that explains that um your purchase of a Hershey's chocolate bar 
helps uh, children in need. So uh, he started the school and now um, we have just a, around 2000 students, pre-K to 12. It's a boarding school for low income uh, children all across the US and it's free, really free. The kids get uh, free housing, meals, clothing, uh, laptops, medical, dental care. It's just absolutely amazing. I love working here. That is so cool. Um, my oldest, who's 17 now, when when we were kids, when she was kids, our absolute favorite movie, so much so that she doesn't watch it anymore because we watched it so much, was Willy Wonka. So it's really cool to hear um, that, like, the chocolate candy man um, is actually um, also a philanthropist. So very, very cool. And I would I would expect... Um, I would expect that the Milton Hershey school kind of brought you and excited you. And that's why you went on board. So I'm going to deviate a little bit. And um, if that's okay, normally I ask what got uh, my folks into education themselves, but I'm worried, or I'm very curious, not worried. I'm very curious about what led you to the Milton Hershey school. So I, went to college down here. I went to Messiah College, which is like probably 30 minutes away from the Milton Hershey School. And that's where I'd first heard about it. And then after I graduated college, I um, worked at another school for a couple of years. But one of my uh, friends that I went to college with was working at the Milton Hershey School and the elementary division. And she told me about the job and she was like, you have to work here. This school is completely what you're about. It relates to your own personal story. And if you don't apply, like, I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> so um, just a little backstory for me. I grew up in on Long Island and my family has six kids. Um, my mom was in and out of the hospital a lot growing up with depression and my dad in and out of um, rehab. And so family life for me was hard, but the school was my haven. It was where I went um, just to, to find joy, you know, to find purpose. I was really good at school. I uh, had great teachers, great school system that I went to there. And so she knew my story and she was, she was like, Hey, you have to work here. Like you these relate are your to people. These, yeah. yeah. These are your people. You relate to these students. And I know that you will really um, make a difference. And so that's, that's why I work at the Mountain History School. I, I want these kids to have the best life they can and, and be the best versions of themselves when they leave our school. So. Very, very cool. Um, yeah. That is really cool because um those are typically, actually 100% of the time, the kids that I love the absolute most, um, the ones that maybe some other teachers would write off as, you know, not going to make it or something. Um, I love it, love it, love it when kids succeed that other people didn't think did. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I love it. And uh, I can see, I, so I am super impressed now that you, that you said that. So I'm really excited about this next, next um, segment, because one thing I feel very strong about is the concept of connections before content. Um, mm -hmm. Just that whole idea that in order to teach your kids, you got to reach them. And I think you're a proponent of that. So I'm really excited. Yeah, about you have that. to have a relationship with them. Listen, you got to. Um, somebody, you know, I, okay, so I'm going to get on my own tangent, my own soapbox for a second. I think as an education system, we need to be pushing psychology harder than we push our pedagogy. Um, and what I mean by that is if your kids don't care about being in your classroom, it doesn't matter what lesson plans, it doesn't matter what your objectives are, it doesn't matter, um, you know, what cool Google slide presentations you have, mm -hmm. like if they don't like the adult, they're not going to pay attention. Mm -hmm. um, 
So let's get going with the two for two segment. Um, I've got two questions to ask you, and then you are going to bring them back to me. And uh, the sole purpose is just so, hey, I can uh, know Olivia a little bit better and, and you can know Ryan a little bit better. Sound good? Okay, sure. Okay. And I try to pick some weird ones, um, ones that are totally unrelated to the edge sphere, uh, just because, I mean, Yes, we are educators, but we are also more than that outside. Yeah, of school, we're so. people too. <laughs> yeah, we're people. You know what? And kids forget that, but we are. You're right. Um, number one, my friend, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you and why? Mm. Totally unscripted. So she's got to think yeah, about it. I know. I really have to think about that. You know, I studied abroad in college in Uganda, and I absolutely loved my four oh, months wow. there. Um, you know, I've thought about in the future, you know, not right now, because I love where I teach now, but what it would be like to go back there and live and teach um, the students there. I, I volunteered in a school while I was there. I, uh, I went to a school there, you know, because it was a study abroad semester. And it was just a totally different way of life. And you really come to see how good our students here in the U.S. have it for school versus, you know, a third world country. Sure. So yeah, if I if I could live there one day, you know, in the future, not right now, but yeah, I, it would be it would be amazing. Yeah, my uh, retirement plan is to be a principal overseas somewhere. So I get oh, it. Cool. I've been overseas twice, and I love it. And uh, yeah, that'd be great. Okay, number two. Um, I a actually ask this question in every interview for every teacher uh, or anybody that I hire: is what was the last book that you read? I just read a book that's called That Sounds Fun. And it's by an author, her name is Annie Downs. And the book talks about the importance of having a hobby and things that you find joy in. Yeah. Um, and she she just released it, but she talks about the pandemic. It's one of those newer books where oh, that's cool. she just realized just finding something to, um, take care, like self-care, like taking yeah, care yeah. of yourself and having that, that joy and finding things that are fun for you yeah, or not just like, cause you know, that those lines have been blurred now for work for people who work from home and, um, just different seasons you go through, you have to have outlets. And so I've, I've recently been thinking about my own hobbies. I kayak and I love it and hiking and um i'm thinking about taking a pottery class no one really knows yeah. that yet but i i've been looking at a, well, now they do a, a local class <laughs> uh to do some pottery i've never done that before but i'm just trying to rethink the idea of fun you yeah. know having that balance of work and life so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great uh, a couple of my hobbies i play the banjo i play the piano um i hike as well i just my australian shepherd and i and a couple guys just did a 30 mile hike over three days wow. um so yeah, that's awesome. You got to have hobbies. Look, you, you got to have hobbies. Mm -hmm. All right, girl. Uh, what questions do you have for me? Ooh, so I can pick any question. <laughs> Listen, anything. I'm an any, open book. Anything. anything. I'm an open book. I'm, I'm an open book to a fault. Your funniest experience in like music, like playing the banjo, piano, like, or your favorite experience. Okay. So my favorite experience, um, when I was 18, 
some friends and I decided we were going to buy concert tickets um, to a New Year's Eve show. It was 1999, 2000 New Year's Eve down in the Everglades. Um, it was a three-day show for a band called Fish. You may I have or heard may- of Fish. Okay. Yeah, I've heard okay. of them. So yeah, um, so I picked this kid up and I knew him kind of from college. Um, basically, I needed somebody to, to go with me um, and to drive with me. And so we got in my car or my truck at the time, and it was a five speed. And we got about three hours down the road. And I'm like, okay, man, I need you to drive. He said, I don't know how to drive a stick. I said, what? Yeah. So I, <laughs> so I ended up driving from Western Kentucky all the way, pretty much nonstop all the way to the Everglades, which was like an 18 hour drive. And then when we got there, we were stuck in a 12 hour parking jam because there was 150,000 people trying to converge onto a two lane road. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I mean, the music was awesome, but um, yeah. I, I still laugh. That was one of those experiences I will definitely never forget. Wow, that's, that is a lot of driving. It was hours. a lot of driving. Did you guys stop along the way or? Just no, I don't think we did. There? Yeah, I don't think wow. we did. You know, I was 18. I had tons of energy at that time. Now I'm 40 and like, yeah, no, I could not do that. I drive four hours. My fa- Most of my family still lives on Long Island. And I feel like that sometimes is long four hours. <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, trying you, to get trying to get home if you got good tunes you can do it yeah or a podcast i have i have some podcasts that i there do you listen go. to so that works too all right my friend what is uh what's the next uh question you have up your sleeve question number two favorite show you're watching right now okay favorite show so um um I just started, actually, I just started rewatching Game of Thrones. Um, I'm kind of a nerd and kind of a sci-fi nerd. My wife makes fun of me all the time. Like the only shows that I ever really turn on are either sci-fi or like, have you ever seen on Netflix, there's a show called uh, Black Mirror? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's And really some of my friends do weird. watch Game of Thrones, but yeah. I have not seen Game of Thrones myself, but um, yeah. I do have most of my friends, they watch it and they talk about it. And I, I always feel lost <laughs> in the conversation. I'm like, I should really watch this show so I can contribute to the conversation. Yeah. But sometimes it's better to listen. So who knows? Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you. Thank you for your questions. Now that you know me a little bit better um, and I know you a little bit better. Now we're going to jump into the meat of the conversation, which is uh, really what this whole, I guess, podcast adventure is about. And um the reason I started this was that all these folks, if they're like me, which most of them are, have their own ideas of how they can improve education. Um, and for whatever reason, sometimes people don't listen um, to those ideas. And I wanted to start a, I guess, start this show to connect the vision of one with the passions of another than ever. You know, the stated purpose of this whole podcast journey is to connect the vision of one with the um passions of another. Simon Sinek, he says it very well. He says, not everybody has to have the vision. Sometimes it takes one person's idea and then that person connects with somebody's passion. That's how the ball kind of really gets rolling. So before we jump into what your idea is, talk to me and talk to our listeners about uh, what is the problem in education that your idea kind of hopes to alleviate? Yeah. So the problem that my idea 
hopes to alleviate is the need that our students have right now for connection and support. So you see that a lot at your school? Yeah, our students right now, they, they're feeling more isolated and alone. And maybe that has to do with the increased use of technology or just the pandemic or just a difference in generation. Yeah. But yeah, our, there's definitely a need that our students need to feel more connected and supported, I think, in the seasons that they're going through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think one one spotlight this that this whole last year has, I guess, a positive um has really been the emphasis on SEL. Um, just this whole emphasis on, you know, that the social and emotional aspect of education that before this I thought was way um, underrepresented in education. Um, but, I, but I feel like kind of the consensus is coming that it is super important um, to connect with those kids and to, to, to build those social and emotional connections. And, and I would agree with you. Um, I, I also work at the high school level and I see, I see it every day. Um, both kids that aren't connected to other kids that are very isolated. Mm -hmm. But then I also see kids that aren't connected to positive uh, role models, whether that's a male or a female, um, you know, and so, okay. So kids are less connected um, than ever before, although they are more connected because of technology so what is your idea to kind of increase those connections, um, kind of increase the SEL component at the school level? Yeah, definitely something I'm really passionate about that I think is important that would help with that is just more mentors, more mentor programs in schools, more adults, more positive adults for our students. You know, they say one adult can really change a child's life. You know, we can all think of one teacher or um, one adult, a coach or family friend, you know, in our life that really made a difference for us. And I think right now, more than ever, our students need those positive adults in their life to help them navigate, you know, what they're going through. It's just somebody who's been there, done that, and just sees the students and, and listens to them and um, empowers them to be the best they can be. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. I know, uh, as we talked about, you are the mold coordinator. And, and I think that has a little bit of a mentor uh, component with it. So if you'll talk to our listeners about what is mold, what does it stand for? And, you know, what's its purpose? So the mold program in our school is the, the title of our, our mentoring program. So the mold stands for mentoring our leaders development. So mentoring our students in their development. And it's specifically for our high school students. So um, the program was started about six or seven years ago. And it started with about 65 students and they had them paired with just different adults. And now we have over 400 students. It's a voluntary oh, cool. program that the students can sign up on their own if they wanted to be paired with an adult on campus. And then we just provide different events and initiatives, activities uh, for them to connect and a lot of that help happens organically too, you know, yeah. with adults connecting with the students that they're paired with, but we try to provide opportunities for them to connect in unique ways. I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. I think that's powerful. I think that's needed. Um, so these uh, volunteers, are they mainly from your campus or are they community members as well? They're mainly from our campus, but you would, you would think that most of them would be teachers, but we have people from all over campus who volunteer to be mentors. And that's beautiful. In IT, in finance, we have 
custodians, yeah, people yeah. maintenance. It's, I mean, because our school is so comprehensive and they provide so many different services, really allows our students to connect with more than just the teachers that they see on a, well, see on a day-to-day basis right yeah, now, yeah. but so. Yeah, no, I completely, uh, I love that concept, you know, at a, at a traditional public school um, and maybe some of your, maybe within the box public schools, um, educators, you know, are, are typically, when you talk about educator, you talk about the teacher. Um, but so many times I have seen the lunch ladies, I have seen the custodians, I have seen the nurses form relationships, sometimes even stronger than the classroom teacher. So I love, yeah. love, love, love the concept that you're like, look, this, we're a family. Like everybody in this building mm-hmm. is a family. We're, we're, we're going to put our arms, we're going to wrap our arms around these kids. We're not going to let go. Um, so I love that. Yeah, that's what we call ourselves here on Hershey. We're one big family, you know, our alumni, our students, our staff. It's, it's really a, a really unique, cool place to work because you really feel that atmosphere of like, we're all in this together, you know? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, I dream of creating um, a uh, purpose-driven school where everybody in that building feels that they are there for a purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a purpose more than content. Um, yes. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So do these kids, um, are they paired with the same mentor for all four years, if possible? So the goal is to provide them with as many connections as possible, but we do have some students who want to be with the same mentor all throughout. So it's either option. They can choose like, Hey, I want to stay with the same mentor the following year, or they can say, Hey, I want to be paired with another adult to get to know someone else and make more connections. So I've seen both happen. Um, but, uh, the students join like any year they can just join their freshman year or they can do freshman through senior year. They can just join their senior year. Sometimes we get requests like, Hey, can I be paired with my elementary school teacher? Like I've been here, you know, 12 years and I would really love to be paired with my kindergarten teacher. If we can make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. We try to make it happen. And sometimes we get adults who also, you know, we had a, a bus driver this year reach out and say, oh, Hey, so I cool. would really love to connect with this student. I, I'm not driving my bus anymore because of the pandemic, but I'm seeing him now in the cafeteria. Cause we have some of our staff helping in different places right now because of just yeah, shifting sure. roles, but they reach out and they're like, I remember the student they're now in high school. I would love to be paired in the program with that student. And if it's possible and the student wants to, you know, we'll pair them. So some of the pairings happen in different ways. Oh, that's cool. That is really cool. And I really like it. Um, I, my wife and I, when we first got married, uh, we worked in a program called Celebrate Recovery, which is a Christian-based recovery program. Because um, I have quite a few years of what I like to say my wandering years where um, probably wasn't the best role model. But um, for five years, I mentored juvenile offenders through our local uh, drug court program. And that was honestly and totally some of the best five years of my life. Um, Just because I got to sit with these kids and say, you know, you are so much more than a mistake. Uh, This mistake does not define you. Um, You know, we all make mistakes. Where you go from here is what really matters. And, And it was really awesome to do that. And then 
when I was teaching at another elementary school, I got to be a big brother, big sister, well, not a big sister, obviously, I got to be a big brother through the big brother, big sister program with a kid. Um, and our elementary actually had the big brothers, big sister program. But the problem we were finding was that we couldn't find enough people that were willing to dedicate multiple years. You know what I mean? So what yeah, I like yeah. is that that your, your folks really don't have an option because it, they're there all day anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, we, and we asked them to commit to a calendar year. So sure. start in August is when we start pairing and then September is like September, October is like our official start. And then we go until about May, June in the yeah. summer. Um, our students are going back to their homes from all over the country. So we, we really want them just to commit for the school year. And then if they choose to continue on the next year, that's great. If they don't, we understand as well. The, the commitment for the one year is really important it's for a great idea. the program. So it's a great idea. Um, research about- says the longer that a relationship lasts, um, you know, more years is more beneficial, That's exactly but right. we found success in the one year. That's exactly right. Um, about 10 miles down the road, we have a, a job course center. Um, which yeah, I've heard is, of that. yeah, which is, so it's funded by the department of labor and it's low income. So it's ages 16 to 25, I think low mm-hmm. income kids that can come and live on center. It's an old army base and they can learn to trade, um, for, yeah. They can stay there two to three years. Um, so it's very similar. You guys are more like K through 12. Um, they're more yeah. of the, you know, the piece after that. Um, mm-hmm. One of my big ed ideas is in kindergarten to identify these kids because you could do something as simple as an ACE screening and the kids that have the, you know, the higher ACE scores somehow get them into a mentor program as a kindergartner and keep that same mentor k through 12 um i just think that would be so you are singing so powerful yeah you are singing to the choir about mentors yeah they really say that it really just takes you know i said one person or or just somebody showing up being there listening for students to 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 not feel isolated to to overcome some of the you know, challenges they're facing in different seasons. And we, we have a program for our younger students too. It's called the co-pilot program, but it's, I think it's for our, our new students here at Milton Hershey, but yeah, the, I know the big brothers, big sisters does, uh, I think all ages. And then also, mm-hmm. um, there's another mentor program I'm trying to think of what the name of it is. America's Promise. Have you heard of that one before? That's I have another not. Big one. I have not. I'll have yeah. to check that out. And then there's a larger and brother program called the Mentor Program. It's just called Mentor. And oh. they are a program that helps to provide like professional development resources to all different types of programs. So very, very cool. I will but check. Yeah, I've heard out. of Job Corps. Do they does Job Corps provide like mentors to those yeah. high schoolers? I wonder. Yeah. 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 It's a great program. Um, I just I I just love the fact any program that literally changes the world for these kids and throws any type of support that they need at them. Um, because it, I know your kids and the kids that I love and the kids at job Corps, um, they need as many supports as possible. And again, I'll say it psychology over pedagogy. So these kids at the, um, at the Milton Hershey school know that they are loved. They know that they are valued. They know that they are supported. They know, all these different people from the uh, front office back to the cafeteria, back to yeah. the bus, 
are in their corner. And that's just got to be, um, man, that's got to be world changing. Yeah, it's, it sure is. And it's, it's even neat to see some of our mentors still connect with their students when they leave our school. I get emails and I see Facebook posts from different mentors, you know, going to visit their, their previous mentees at college, or they stop by their house and, you know, check in for a visit. And it's just, it's just phenomenal to see that those adults are still making a difference in their lives, even though they're not at the school. Yeah. So, and and that's where really the beauty of mentorship lies is, you know, having a connection through different seasons, not just, you know, the one year when when you have those longer term relationships that say, Hey, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul helps you help you see things through. It is just, it's just amazing to hear. Yeah. I'm a firm believer um, that God puts you in particular, particular places at particular times for particular reasons. Um, And I have grown to believe that I have went through the crap that I've went through because one day I will meet a kid just like me and I will be able to talk to them about how I got through it um, and how I persevered and gives them a little bit of hope that the same thing that they are going through, somebody else has gone through and they've got through it. Um, So yeah, just connections, man. Those are so good. Um, So I'm going to start to wind us down. I have loved what you've said tonight. Um, Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I think mentorship, if we would look at it strongly in the public schools and honestly, in probably any school, and we would connect those kids that need it. I just feel like, man, I feel like it would make a huge difference. It would make a huge difference. Yeah. We know connections. I don't know if you know who John Hattie is, who does uh, all his, there's a John Hattie. He does all kinds of research on education research. Mm-hmm. One of his biggest things that he's researched as having the biggest effect sides on a child's learning is connections and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, with an adult. So what you are doing out there in beautiful Hershey, Pennsylvania, um, is a model that should be happening other places in the United States and all around the world. So if by chance someone is listening and they would like to connect with you, maybe to pick your brain on the mold program, um, would you let us know kind of how they can connect with you? Yeah, definitely through our uh, school's website. I can give my email if they're, if they want to reach out through email. Are you a Twitter? Um, not, I'm not really on Twitter right now. I know okay. but you're, you're trying to convince me. I, I am. I am. To get on there, so. Okay. What's your email? Uh, yeah. So email of my last name, Wiedemann O at MHS. That's PA.org. Um, and then just con- looking at our website, you can see a lot about our program on the website. Um, and then on YouTube, there's some videos about oh. our program. Oh, okay. But- I'll check that out. You know, I would just encourage people, anyone can be a mentor, any school can start a mentoring program, you just have a plan of how the program is going to run, involve the community members, you know, we're a private school, so that's why we use the employees that, that we have, because we screen them and want to keep our kids safe, but if you're in a public school, I mean, there's opportunities to do something like that too, connecting with local organizations, community members, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, having a plan in, uh, in place and of how the program is going to work. I think it's possible. Oh, I think it's more than possible. I think it's, yeah, it's needed. I think um, it should happen. Um, so if you are listening to this episode and um, mentorship is something that you value, 
um, or mentorship is something you believe in, or mentorship is something that you would just like to get going in your own school, please reach out to my girl, Olivia. Um, or if you want, you can reach out to me and I'll get you um, connected. Um, but Miss Olivia, before we leave, I got to tell you, same thing I told David, the next time I'm driving, because I have family in Northeast Pennsylvania, up near Scranton. Okay. Um, I'm going to stop at the Milton Hershey School, and I would like a tour. Definitely. We would okay. love, I mean, I think he's at the middle school and I'm at the high school, so then you can see it all. We can see it all. Um, so, yeah, you can see it all. And uh, definitely have to stop at Chocolate World and get some chocolate. You know, yeah. there's, there's tons that. of Hershey's chocolate down here. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we have things that you don't have in the store. So it's, it's nice. It's it, a lot of different products down here. Oh, now you're twisting my arm. Okay. And your kids might even like Hershey Park. Oh, you know? well, I know Just my kids like chocolate because a uh, funny story. And then I'm going to, so like after every major, after every major holiday, excuse me, um, I usually give us about five days and then I hide all the candy or oh. I take it to school and pass it out to other kids. That's what I do with my candy. I'm like, I can't <laughs> yeah. keep all this candy no. at home. I got to bring it in and no, That's they can right. eat it. <laughs> Well, and then they think, oh my gosh, uh, Miss Wiedemann bought all this candy for us. And you're secretly like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Miss Olivia, um, I'm going to end us for tonight. But before I end us, I'm going to kind of do what I always do. And that is, I'm going to leave us with a quote um, on dreaming. And so the quote tonight is, you are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. And so with that, to my listeners of the Big Ed Idea Podcast. I thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to episode number 21. Uh, please reach out, please subscribe, please share this. And if you would like to be on the um, podcast and you have a crazy out-of-the-box idea that you want to talk about, bring it. Until next time, I'll see you. Thank you for hanging out with me here on the Big Ed Idea Podcast. My hope is that this would be a conversation, a meeting of the minds and a space for one person's vision to inspire the passions of another. However, none of this can happen without you. So let's be change agents together and build a better future. Please subscribe or reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Come to the conversation with your passion, and together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.